For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Look, we have work to do. When we get to Alexandretta, we will face three challenges. First, the breath of God. Only the penitent man will pass. Second, the word of God. Only in the footsteps of God will he proceed. Third, the path of God. Only in the leap from the lion's head will he prove his worth. What does that mean? I don't know. We'll find out. Hello, and welcome to Who Will Save Generation X, the trivia game show that is dedicated to remembering, celebrating, and preserving all the wonderful qualities of Generation X through games, trivia, and friends. I'm Zabe, your host, and today we are back with our next fun-sized episode of The Home Game. As a reminder, this is not replacing the regular format of the podcast, but rather giving you a chance to play at home with a friend or by yourself, as well as giving you your fix of Gen X trivia in between regular episodes of the show. The Home Game is here for those who want to enjoy the nostalgia of their generation, but may not have an hour to invest in a podcast, or for those who want to get right to the games and nostalgia. Here's how we play. Just like the regular edition of the podcast, we have three rounds of trivia and games for you to play. Each episode, we invite a special guest and let them set the benchmark score for you to try and beat. Each round is a different game for you to try out, and at the end, you can compare your score with that of our special guest benchmark and earn your rank on the quiz. Our special guest this episode has been on the regular format of the show twice already and is a good friend of mine for the past 35 years. Please welcome back to the show, Jason. Let's meet him now. Hey, Zay. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Jason. How are you feeling about being on the show today? I want you to know there's there's no pressure or anything. You're just setting the benchmark, so it's all good. I feel great. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm just purposely going to get a zero so that everybody playing along can feel better about themselves. Well, we'll see. Don't throw it too hard, though, man. You got to have I'll, some I'll sort of challenge. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do my best. You're going to lose your Gen X cred if you don't at least pass this quiz. Oh, is there? Is there? Is it pass? fail no it's not pass fail it's graded and you get a rank but you don't want to end up on the end of this rank i promise you that so let's see if you can outscore my buddy from gen x or if you need to brush up on your generation x knowledge there are a total of 18 points available on this episode keep track of your score and i'll let you know how well you did versus our special guest benchmark at the end of the episode so that's enough chatting about it let's do it it's time to see if you can save generation x from fading into oblivion now Button, button, who's got the button? Round one. Round one is our trivia round consisting of five questions in the television category. The questions will get more difficult as we go through the round. Each complete correct answer is worth two points. If you think you could convince the judges into giving you a partial credit for your answer, then you can award yourself one pity point for your partial correct answer. We will use the honor system here. Good luck. So Jason, here's question number one. Hey, I have a question real quick. Okay. Um, are these judges to be trusted? They are the gatekeepers of all things Gen X, man. So who who are they appointed by? Uh, the council. Oh, the council. The council appoints oh. the judges. Yes. Well, then forgive me my question. Okay. I don't want to get in bad with the council. <laughs> judges, is he forgiven? 
Okay. In the much underrated TV sitcom Too Close for Comfort, Ted Knight plays Henry Rush, who is a conservative cartoonist. What was the name of the comic strip that Henry works on? This is a multiple choice. Is it A, Galactic Goose? B, Universal Unicorn? C, Cosmic Cow? Or D, Gravity Groundhog? Oh my goodness. I don't remember that show very well. You don't remember Too Close for Comfort? I mean, I, I do. I remember it, but I don't remember it that well. I am going to say Cosmic Cow. Cosmic Cow is correct. Well done. Not only was Cosmic Cow the name of the comic strip, it's also the name of a board game company, a fabrics and quilting store in Lincoln, Nebraska, and the name of a recently found black hole some 200 million light years away. Cosmic Cow's getting around. Here's question two. The much celebrated sitcom Cheers has been nominated for many Emmy Awards, including 13 Emmy nominations just for its first season alone. The most nominations a comedy series has ever gotten up until that point in time. How many total Emmy nominations did the show receive during its 11 season run? This is a multiple choice as well. Thank God. Is it A, 179, B, 129, C, 99, or D, 69? 69, dudes! <laughs> um, I'm going to guess and say 129. 129 is incorrect. I'm sorry, Jason. Well, I There's... guess I'm not going to get a perfect score. No. You know. Was there any doubt? <laughs> <laughs> the show went on to receive a total of 179 Primetime Emmy nominations, winning a total of 28 over the course of its 11 seasons. Question three. Name the sitcom that featured a character whose catchphrase was, Hi, I'm Larry, and this is my brother, Daryl, and this is my other brother, Daryl. You remember that show? I do. Remember that bit? I do. Newhart. Newhart is correct. Yes. Great job. On the Newhart show, actor William Sanderson played Larry. His two brothers were both named Daryl and were never too far away. Every time the trio appeared, Larry would say, I'm Larry. This is my brother, Daryl. That's my other brother, Daryl. Both Daryls only said one word on the show during the several seasons they appeared on it. They both yelled for quiet during the season finale. I love that show. And question four. On the show, Different Strokes, Arnold Drummond would often work out his problems by talking to his pet goldfish. What was the name of Arnold's fish? on different strokes. This is a multiple choice. Was it A, Abraham, B, Mr. Limpet, C, Wanda, or D, Michael J. Fish? Okay, I love Limpet and Wanda made it in there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Abraham. Abraham is correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, no bites from Michael J. Fish? Oh, no bites from Michael J. Fish. Oh, okay. But Wanda uh, and Limpet were very, very brilliantly placed. Thank you. <laughs> All I know is the next fish I get, I'm going to name it after Arnold's older brother and call him Gillis Drummond. That's good. I like that one. <laughs> then you can say, what are you talking about, Gillis? <laughs> <laughs> and here's the last question in the round. On Punky Brewster, there's an episode where Punky gets upset when her best friend Cherry gets a crush on a boy named Donald Soda. What does Punky tell Cherry the downside is about marrying a dude named Donald Soda? This is not multiple choice if you're waiting on that one, Jason. 
I was, I was hoping. <laughs> the questions get harder as they go. And I can't say, um, I can't say IDK. Um, the downside of that her name would be Mrs. Soda. Judges? They're going to give you one pity point for a partial correct answer with that. Uh, the, the complete correct answer for those playing at home is that her married name would be Cherry Soda. Oh, yeah. So that's I a fun fact that. enough. Yeah. Well, you caught it enough to get a one pity point. So there you go. There you go. So after one round, you got seven points. That's very good, Jason. Well, thank you. I uh, I feel pretty good about it, even though I was going for zero. <laughs> seven out of ten. But just like everything else in my life, I've failed. <laughs> I got nothing funny to say about that. That's kind of sad. Sound. <laughs> <laughs> bring us down, man. This is a fun family show. <laughs> it is. I apologize. Okay. Let's go to round two. Round two. Round two of this episode is yet another new game called Gen X Voice. Shout out to former contestant and current friend of the show, Trish The Dish, for letting me use the name of her podcast as the name of this game. In the spirit of her show that celebrates our voices as Generation X, we are going to listen to five clips of famous voices of the Generation Timeline, and you have to tell me whose voice it belongs to. So we're looking for the name of the person speaking in each clip. The clips will get more difficult as we go on. Each correct answer is worth one point. And these are all multiple choice. These are not multiple choice. You got to name the person. Okay. So here is voice number one. Jason, give me the name of the person in this clip. I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. (laughs) That's one of my favorite quotes ever. What do you got, Jason? Uh, That was Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan is correct. That was Ronald Reagan during the debate against a much younger Walter Mondale. That's one point for you, Jason. Here is clip number two. Who is speaking in this clip? I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. That was uh, the one and only Mike Tyson. That is correct. <laughs> that was Mike Tyson, who is also the answer to the trivia question, who wants to eat the children of boxing champ Lennox Lewis? Yes. And all praise to Allah. <laughs> For good measure. Yes. So you got another point there. Well done. You're sweeping this round so far. It gets a little bit more difficult with this one, but I believe in you, Jason. I think you can get it. No pressure. Thank you. If you don't get it, you know. I'm going to think less of you, but no pressure. Here's voice number three. Let's see if you can get this one. I don't even want to be here. <laughs> I lost my job. I lost my job. No, wait, wait. I didn't wait. I didn't really lose my job. I mean, I know, I know where it is still. Just when I go there, there's this new guy doing it. That you... is Bobcat Goldweight. Bobcat is correct. Well done. You're dominating this round. That was a 20-year-old Bobcat Goldthwait making his television debut on David Letterman in 1983. His act has improved greatly since his debut, and he is an iconic Gen X voice for sure. Uh, I don't know if I'd use the word greatly. He is so funny. Have you have you seen his or have you seen him in concert? Have you seen his stuff in the last, I don't know, 
20 years. He's legit funny. I, I haven't seen him since Police Academy. <laughs> and he was legit funny in that. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean when he when he puts down the shtick, he's still funny, is what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I I love Bobcat. I think he's great. Okay, clip number four. Let's see how well you do on this one. What's this? You think I don't know the law? Wasn't it me who wrote it? And I say that this man has broken the law. Right or wrong? We had a deal. And the law says, bust a deal, face the wheel. Um, I think that that. Whose iconic uh, voice was that you just heard? That, that, I think it's Tina Turner. Tina Turner is correct. Yeah. Great job. This voice could only belong to the great Tina Turner. She's heard here in the best of the Mad Max franchise movie, Beyond Thunderdome, accusing Max of breaking the law by not killing his opponent in the Thunderdome. While doing research for this question, I would like to advise the listeners that they do not look up what Thunderdome means on Urban Dictionary. There's a lot of speculation about the term two men enter, one man leaves. That's why I don't go to Urban Dictionary. I learn things that I don't want to know. Yeah. It's not advised. <laughs> and here is the final clip. Can you name this famous Gen X voice? Strange game. The only winning move is not to play. How about a nice game of chess? That uh I think I'm I think I'm wrong. Um is that Hal? That is not Hal. Yeah. The final voice in the round is Joshua, the AI created by Professor Falcon in the movie War Games. Yeah. In, in this line from the movie, Joshua tells us about the futility of global thermonuclear war. But in the year that this movie was released, more people died from playing chess than global thermonuclear war. So suck on that, Joshua. So one person died playing chess? More than thermonuclear war. I mean, that's just math, dude. An unexpected move. I'm sure some dude got bent at some <laughs> some chess game and shivved somebody, stabbed someone with the rook in their oh, eye. Oh, well, yeah. You didn't mention it was a chess game in prison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's four points in that round, bringing you to a total of 11 for the game so far with one round remaining. You're doing great, Jason. That's a pretty good score. That's a great score. Let's move on to round three. Round three. Round three today is yet another new game. The judges have not come up with a cute title for this one yet so far. So we're just going to call it Taglines Blowing Through My Mind. Tag. Nice. In this game, I will give you the tagline or slogan from a popular Gen X movie, and you will need to tell me which movie the tagline is from. If anyone out there listening can come up with a more fun name for this game, please let me know, and we'll be sure to give you a shout out. Now, we need to get some people who are talented musicians to come up with theme songs for every game. That'd be legit. Uh, that wouldn't be me. Yeah, it wouldn't be me either. Okay, so there are three movies in this game, one from the 70s, one from the 80s, and one from the 90s. I'll give you a few clues to help you out, and each correct answer is worth one point. Good luck. For our 70s movie today, IMDb calls this an adventure comedy fantasy. It stars Graham Chapman, John Cleese, and Eric Idle, and the tagline is, makes Ben-Hur look like an epic. Uh, it stars just those three pythons? Well, um, it stars those three actors. Those are three actors that are in the movie. Life of Brian. Life of Brian is... Incorrect. I'm sorry. No. It was, of course, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No. Do you hate yourself right now for missing that one? Yes. 
<laughs> I I get why you'd say uh, Life of Brian over Grail with the yeah, connection between Ben Hur. Yeah, I, I want to talk to the judges. Judges. You're a trickster. Sorry, they don't. No appeal on that one. You got it wrong. So here's our movie from the 80s. IMDb calls this movie an adventure comedy crime film. It stars Catherine Mary Stewart, Jonathan Silverman, and Andrew McCarthy. The tagline is a lively comedy about a guy who isn't. Um, a lively comedy about a guy who isn't. Um, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Wesley is incorrect. The correct answer is Weekend at Bernie's, a lively comedy oh, about a guy no. who isn't. Dang it. I was thinking of something completely different. And finally, our movie from the 90s is labeled by IMDb as a drama fantasy romance. It stars Wyona Ryder and Johnny Depp. And the tagline is, his story will touch you, even though he can't. Edward Scissorhands. That is correct. So you salvage one point out of that round. Okay, so that's the end of round three. Jason, you managed to pull out 12 points. Let's see how that works out on the ranking scales. Listeners, do you remember your score? If you're playing against our special guests and scored less than 12, then you let this dude beat you and you might want to go back and brush up on your memories of your youth. Jason, do you have a message for anyone listening today that beat you? Well, I was planning to let you beat me anyway, so <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I think that's what you're looking for. <laughs> if you're playing solo, then we're using the Indiana Jones trilogy scoring system for grading this quiz today. If you score between 17 and 18 points on this quiz, then that's a grade of an A, and that earns you the rank of Raiders of the Lost Ark. You turned in a truly face-melting performance. Well done. A score between 15 and 16 points is enough for a B, and the rank of The Last Crusade. Great job. But remember that the Penitent Man kneels before their betters. So a little bit of room for improvement still. A score of 13 to 14 points is enough for a C, and that earns you the rank of Temple of Doom. You pass the test, but not scoring higher in a trivia game from your generation must really rip your heart out. A score of 11 to 12 points is enough for a D, and that can only be, of course, the short-lived TV series, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. A good effort, but still needs a little work. And finally, if you score 10 or less, that's a failing grade. However, I'm afraid since there are only three Indiana Jones movies, we do not wait, have wait, a rank. Wait, wait, wait. What? Did you say three Indiana Jones movies? Yeah, they only made three. So, but there's too that many means, ranks. Well, no, you've got enough. There's, there's a fourth Indiana Jones movie. You, dude, I thought you're an Indiana Jones fan. No, man, there, there's only three. And then, uh, no, seriously, they made another one in 2008 with that uh, Shia LaBeouf guy. I remember there being like an internet hoax about them making another one. But they didn't make one, dude. I know they're oh. planning on making another one right now. They're like making it. It's a new movie. It's coming out like next year or something. And they don't even have a title of it. They're just calling it Indiana Jones 5 right now. But why, say, why would they call it 5 if there's only three other movies? Bro, I am a huge fan of Indiana Jones. And if they made another movie, I'm sure I would have heard about it. I mean, it would have been big news, right? Like, so, so you're saying there's three Indiana Jones movies and they're making another one that they're I'm not calling saying, Indiana Jones 5. I'm not saying that they're making, they only made three. Reality is telling me that they only made three. Trust me, dude, a big movie geek like me would know if a movie called Crystal Skull ever happened. Did you just say Crystal Skull? As in, as in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Shut up, dude. 
You mean the the, the fourth Indiana Jones movie? No, shut up. That's a figment of your imagination. It's proof of the Mandela effect and nothing more than a collective fever dream that all the fans had at the exact same time in 2008. Jason, hear me. It never happened. Trust me. Okay. We hope you enjoyed playing along this episode of The Home Game, and we'll post your score on the in the comments section and of our Facebook group page. If you're interested in supporting the show, we have a Patreon account set up for those who would like to take advantage of the special offers available for becoming a contributor. Or if you just want to show some appreciation for what we're trying to do here, we also offer our Venmo account at Who Will Save Gen X. Detailed information is available in the show notes for both of these ways to send the show a little bit of love. If you have questions, comments, or would like to sign up to become a guest on either the home game or the regular version of the game show, you can email me at whowillsavegenx at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and invite you to become a friend of the show. Jason, any parting words you'd like to give before we leave that doesn't involve your lies about Indiana Jones movies? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I won't ever bring that up again. I saw the fire in your eyes. Um, no, just thank you for having me on again. I always have a lot of fun and, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this episode and hearing the, uh, the rest of what you're doing. Uh, I like the new games. They're, they're really good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for this edition of the home game. Thank you very much for checking us out. And we hope you had a good time listening. We'll be back with our regular version of the podcast in the next episode, where we will once again, ask the question, who will save generation X later. It never happened. I learned to hate you in the last 10 years. I never meant to hurt you. I was a child. I was in love. It was wrong and you knew it. You knew what you were doing. Now I do. This is my place. Get out. See you tomorrow, Indiana Jones. In the kingdom of the crystal skull. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big-